now, you're catching up with Peach. Hey, hey, you're back catching up with Peach. And no matter what time you're choosing to catch up, I'm glad that you're here. For clarity and continuity's sake, I'm in the studio Tuesday afternoon this week. So we will keep that in mind as we talk about the news around the wide, wonderful world of sports. Well, in college football, we have week three in the rear view, week two for NFL. So we're going to talk about week four in college, week three in the NFL, kind of do a little review of what happened, a little preview going forward. We have the days are numbered uh, for for Major League Baseball. They're finishing up regular season, and then we'll be heading to the postseason. So again this week, we'll be talking primarily about football and baseball, but it's just fall. We're out here falling, you know? So we, we got a few things to talk about elsewhere, but let's go ahead and get into it. The lineup stays the same. Football first, then we'll talk some basketball, baseball, hockey, and the Misfits. Without further ado, here we go. All right, College Week 3 recap. The game day game was the talk of the town, if you will. Colorado State and Colorado, do me a favor. If you got some time, you need to watch something before you head to bed. Those highlights, real fun. I didn't get a chance to see it live, but I watched the highlights this morning preparing for this. Oh my word, it did not disappoint. As the commentator said, if you didn't know it was a rivalry, you did You did watching the game. Oh my gosh. Well, so Colorado prevailed after two overtimes. They won 43 to 35. But if you would have caught the game in the third quarter and even at the beginning of the fourth quarter, you'd have thought CSU would have had it. So don't, don't anybody count Colorado out late in the game. So Shadur Sanders, Shiloh Sanders, both Deion Sanders kids, there was a little trash talk between the adults before the game, uh, the adults being the coaches of the respective teams. And just on principle, if you're going to throw shade at a coach and both of his sons play for the team, it's really not wise. I'll just I'll just leave it at that. Uh, the big news coming out of this game, though, Travis Hunter, if his name sounds familiar, I talked about him before because he's a two-way player. Offense and defense for Colorado took a, took a massive late hit. It was a penalty, but he is expected to miss about the next three games. So not, not real fun. Rivalries can get hated, and while the sparks fly in is fun sometimes— that kind of stuff's not fun. So we'll keep an eye on Travis Hunter with Colorado going forward and as his injury heals. Another news note, Mel Tucker, we mentioned this last week. Michigan State said Monday, he, he has been the coach for Michigan State. Uh, Michigan State said Monday they do intend on firing him. Probably by the time Thursday rolls around and this gets to you, we will know for sure. The AP rankings for this week, UGA, Michigan, 1-2 punch. Same there. Texas and Florida State flip. So Texas is at 3 this week. Florida State is at 4. And then USD, USC, excuse me, still at 5. So last week I told you guys we didn't really have that many top 25 matchups to pay attention to. Oh, but this week, this Saturday, it is going to be so fun. I'm going to be checking my phone all the time, seeing what's going on. So Colorado, again, with a huge game. They're going on the road at Oregon. So Colorado ranked 19, Oregon ranked 10. You don't have to pay attention to those rankings, but 
that tells you what kind of intensity the game could hold. And I'm just I'm just giving you the, the top 25 matchups that we're going to see. Ole Miss at Alabama. Alabama's kind of struggling this year. I've alluded to it before. 15. So Ole Miss is 15. Alabama 13. Uh, Lane Kiffin is the head coach for Ole Miss. Used to coach at Alabama. So there's some... Some subplots to that story going on there. Oregon State, 14 at 21. Washington State. And then last but certainly not least, number six, Ohio State at number nine, Notre Dame. So big, huge test for the Buckeyes going on the road. I have Buckeye blood. So just know that I'm I'm going to be paying attention to that game. I'm going to be paying attention to it all. But if Ohio State wants to get in that conversation, the top four, the college football playoff conversation, this would be a huge win for them on the road at Notre Dame. So buckle up. It's going to be a fun weekend. But that's what I got for you in the college news. Let's move on to the professional side of things. All right, NFL couple injury notes. So at the time of this recording, Tuesday afternoon, Saquon Barkley, uh, he's a running back for the New York Giants, going to be out three weeks with an ankle sprain, and that's definitely a shot to them. But also, probably more severe, Nick Chubb, running back for Cleveland. His season is over. Uh, we're, We're anticipating that it's over. It's not a done deal, but it's looking very much like that's the case. So with that, Cleveland Browns, Deshaun Watson has a huge contract. Deshaun Watson's the quarterback of the Cleveland Browns. Nick Chubb, running back just for those of you keeping score at home. But now the question remains. So Nick Chubb, high producer as a running back, he's not in it anymore. A lot of pressure put on Deshaun Watson as a quarterback. Hey, you signed this big contract. Let's see what you can do for us. So those are a couple injury notes I want to make you guys aware of. The week two notables, if I'll tell you this, the Bengals are starting 0-2. They lost again, and it's the second year in a row they've started 0-2. I, I realize it's not how you start, it's how you finish, but you, you want to have a good start, and there's only so many games. You know, football's not like baseball where you get 162 games. You get 18 weeks to figure out if you're going to make it or not. Uh, the, so the Ravens won that. I had told you last week that's always a fun game to watch, the Ravens and the Bengals. The Bears, the Patriots, the Panthers, the Vikings, the Chargers, they're all 0-2 as well. So not the best start for some of those teams. I'm probably leaving a few out. There are a couple 2-0 teams that are fun, and some is just too close to call. I will say Joe Burrow, quarterback for the Cincinnati Bengals. We talked about the huge payday there. Patrick Mahomes, quarterback for the Kansas City Chiefs, also has a huge payday. But back to the Joe Burrow thing. He has a calf strain, and it bothered him during preseason, and didn't look so great in the game. It's to be determined whether he's going to play come Monday night. And with that, I'll tell you the two games that I really look at. I look at the matchups, and I'm like, okay, who are we going to be excited to see? Monday night, doubleheader, and it happened again last weekend. Two games on Monday night football, the Eagles and the Bucks. That's going to be the Philadelphia Eagles in the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They're they're both 2-0. You got Jalen Hurts, Philadelphia Eagles, and you got Baker Mayfield starting okay with the Bucs, it looks like. You know, Dre was out, probably still out, let's be honest. And then the Rams and the Bengals are the other Monday night football game. So still, we don't know yet um, at the time of this recording again whether Joe Burrow is going to be playing or not. We shall see. Stephen A. Smith, I mentioned him before, I enjoy uh, his commentary, and you may enjoy his commentary, or you may not, or you may have no idea who he is, but um, he's been around the business long enough. I feel that I need to go ahead and tell you, as of today, I was watching his, his top five teams right now, 
And obviously this can change in a week or in a few days. But the San Francisco 49ers at 1, the Miami Dolphins at 2, the Dallas Cowboys, another strong showing from them this past weekend, dominant win over the Jets, uh, the Baltimore Ravens at 4, and the Philadelphia Eagles at 5. I kind of agree with them so far. <laughs> All right, let's move on. All right, basketball world moving past college because we don't have anything there. The WNBA, their playoffs are continuing right now. They're in their first round. That's a best of three series. And then the semifinals will start on the 24th, and that's a best of five. But this year, it was the most watched WNBA regular season that we've had in 21 years. So you love to see it. In the NBA, this is just a scheduling note for those of you I always say that for those of you keeping score at home. Um, October 5th is their first preseason game. And I just, it's crazy to me. It's starting already, but time's flying. We'll be hit fall and it's just like a sprint to the end of the year. Crazy. Okay. That's all we got in basketball. Let's talk a little baseball. Okay, let's talk about teams that have clinched and teams that are eliminated. So we already knew that the Atlanta Braves clinched, meaning they're for sure going to be in the postseason. Um, So besides them, the Tampa Bay Rays and the Baltimore Orioles have clinched a spot. And that's huge because they're both in the American League East. So that's two teams out of the American League East. Dominant year there. And then the Los Angeles Dodgers have clinched as well. The teams that have been eliminated, we knew already of the few of them, but the Chicago White Sox, Kansas City Royals, Oakland Athletics, Colorado Rockies, Washington Nationals, and then the LA Angels. So the Los Angeles Angels. And on the note of the Angels, I'm so glad I brought that up. It's like I plan to do it. Shohei Otani, done for the season. He'd been placed on the 10-day injured list, kind of had an oblique injury, but we've also been keeping an eye on an elbow injury. His locker's been cleaned out. He's probably not coming back to L.A. That's going to be the talk of the offseason is where is Shohei Otani going to land. Um, but he's probably going to have to have surgery. It's Most of the time when you have an elbow injury like this, it's Tommy John surgery, which is, you know, a significant recovery process. But we'll see. Shohei's finished playing for the year. He still plans on being a two-way player again, being a pitcher, designated hitter. But we'll see. That's the that's the biggest news. You know, it's the biggest show in town in uh, in baseball is Shohei Otani. Also worth noting, the Red Sox, the Red Sox and the Yankees have not had a great year, and I've mentioned it a time or two before. Typically, baseball royalty, the Red Sox fired a few days ago their chief baseball operations manager, Heim Bloom. And really, it's just because everything he's done with the Red Sox has not really benefited the Red Sox. But anyway, that's just kind of a a headline. Also a headline and a more fun one at this. Adam Wainwright, or Waino for the St. Louis Cardinals fans, got his 200th win on Monday night against the Brewers and is the third Cardinal to do such. So when I say win, it's a pitcher. When they get a win, that's the pitcher. Okay. Um, Hockey. Just a reminder, hockey preseason starts tomorrow for you guys listening, the 22nd. Like I said, it's just going fast. All right, let's give you a couple notes in the Misfits before we wrap up. All right, in the Misfits. In the soccer world, we've been talking about Spain's women's football team. Say that three times fast. So Spain's soccer federation president, Luis Rubiales, resigned last week or a few weeks ago now. But the the women have tried to stand up, sign a petition saying they're not going to play unless there's some things that are restructured. It's all a bit technical, really. But the issue with that is the UEFA Champions League is going on right now, and 
of the 23 players that were called up to participate by the new coach, 20 of them had signed that document. But the issue is if you don't show up when you're called, you're going to be fined like $32,000, the equivalent of that, and then could have your federation license banned for like two to 15 years. So still the, the dust hasn't settled yet for Spain, Spain's women's football team. And we'll still be keeping an eye on that going forward. In tennis, the number one right now in the world for the men's, yep, Novak Djokovic. And number one for the women's is Arena Sabalenka. And the golf world, kind of just a news headline. It had come to light recently that Phil Mickelson had spent significant money betting on football. And so he has publicly said, nope, I had kind of fallen into the line of addiction with it. And I'm going to steer clear from betting on football games this year. So hats off to you, Phil Mickelson. Well done. All right, that does it for golf. That does it for the Misfits. That does it for this week. I'm just thinking about Saturday. Which of those games are you guys going to be paying attention to the most? As I already told you, I've probably got my eye on that evening game, the Buckeyes and the Fighting Irish of Notre Dame. But if you need me, I'll get back to you. I'll be watching college football. All right, as always, thanks for being with me, guys. I appreciate it. I will look forward to being back here with you next week. Same time, same place. Thanks for catching up with Peach. Peach.